Brought to you by Ford. Revolution. From the front to the back, as pages turn, reading is a very fresh way to learn. Anywhere. Take a look. It's, it's in, in a, a book. book. It's the reading rainbow. Welcome to Triliterate. Um, I am Petty Manis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Sunny D. Were you about to say you were Sunny D? No, I was just. I feel like I'm used to you always saying welcome. Used to used to. Whoa. You 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 you. I'm used to you always saying this is Triliterate. Hey, welcome everybody. It's Triliterate. I'm Sunny D. And I am Petty Manis. There you go. And this is Triliterate. <laughs> That's it. No, no, no. We always start off as, mm. well, hello. Hey. I'm Petty Manny's or something like that. And you're, I'm Sunny D. Whatever. Welcome to fucking Triliterate. Hey, we here. <laughs> Another week. It's been a very long 56, day for both of us. <laughs> 56? Episode 56? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. been a very long day for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, We're here. Sunny. And uh, we're, uh, we are, uh, we are, uh, Revisiting for the first time ever. What? Revisiting an Re- episode. What? Oh, no, okay. I was like, what are you talking <laughs> I was like, about? What are you talking about? I was like, revisiting. What? We are revisiting. revisiting an episode for the first time. Okay. I um, wish I, I wish I, I, welcome to, uh, I forgot I had to work today. It's so fine. I did not prepare for anything. It's fine. Welcome to uh, Identity, the remix part two reloaded. <laughs> The uh, Hood Rat Shenanigans remix. Oh, I got to sneeze. Reprise. Reprise. Part two. Mm-hmm. Um, let's we took the with... second mortgage out. <laughs> we refinanced the <laughs> we home. We refinanced the home. Shipped off the kids mm-hmm. to uh, college. You we know? collect. We crossed school and collected $200. And now we're know, here. We're on Broadwalk. And now we're here. <laughs> now we're here. Now we have the true monopoly. We are. Um, mm-hmm. Um, Donald Trump's in Louisiana. Just you know, everyone. What are you here for? What are you here for? Yes, I, y'all. I just literally don't give a fuck about anything anymore. Uh, it's like, what? Why? What is the point? Because what that nigga's running point? for a senator tomorrow. Like, I'm not even. I just no, don't I'm understand like, what why people. What's the point in even caring anymore? Like, what is the point? No, but I just also stopped giving a fuck very long ago yeah. about white people and just like, girl. I'm not even mad at you, but it's like, what's because like, what's the point? There's no point <laughs> in me. Even, I saw that and I was like, okay. Doing it's a victory. It's two like, literally dried turds running for senator. Like <laughs> Donald Trump doing a victory. I lap. don't even care. So a victory lap. <sighs> what are you itchy. here for? Um, lotion. I'm so itchy right now. Um, oh. I'm here for my family being so New Orleans for his uh, funeral celebration. Uh. So we had the funeral and then we had the burial, 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 whatever. The burial. Burial. <laughs> and then, um, so we had a second line band come play uh, Close to Walk With You, whatever they play for jazz funerals for my grandma. And then we had a second line band play um, my grandma's favorite second line song. And then we had Indians come to the repast and second line band to repast. And then we all went out and Petty joined us. 
And the somehow the same second line band was at the daiquiri shop. But like we didn't set that up. They were just there. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Like they were there on they there every Wednesday apparently. Oh, when you said every you said you you were waiting on the second line to come, you mm-hmm. meant y'all were going there to see them. Well, we were just going to the daiquiri shop, and then we when we got there, they were like, "Oh, a second line band's coming," and they because everybody was like, "Oh, let's go to another place," but they wanted to wait for the band to get there before we left. Got it. I but thought then the y'all band... told them to meet y'all there, and uh-uh. then another band ended up coming. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. then I was there, and I was like, okay, where the fuck is the band that's supposed to be coming for them? And then oh, no, 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 no. I was like, definitely. The, the band was already there. on the docket, and we were just like, oh, well, we're going to wait for them to get here, and then we're going to go to another bar when it's over. And then when they got there, y'all were like, oh, this the niggas. The same nigga. Mm-hmm. The same nigga from Glenwood. <laughs> <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Soldier Girl. It was very fun. Do you know that video? I don't think so. Shout out to Soldier Girl. Hey, yo, Soldier Girl. But um, can I get a minute? A. Hey. But mm, I th- it was mm, a very well done minute, thing. It was a very a. good day. So I'm here for my family doing it up, like the true New Orleanians. They are cutting up in the decorator shop. Yeah, Petty was there. Witness it. It, it was, was a cute. fun time. <laughs> it was cute. I was there. I saw it. Mm-hmm. I can uh, attest, attest that it is true. They was drunk as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here for myself. Mm-hmm. Because why not? Why not? Um. What are you not here for? The cold. I'm here for the cold, actually. I'm not here for only because I had to be outside in it. I would all love day. to have been outside in it all day. Um, but no, like not for like funsies for like working. <laughs> Both. Mm-mm. Um, working in the cold is fun. I guess, and I also been I had all these clothes on for so long. Now that my skin's been able to like breathe, it's itchy. I'm so that itchy. Means you didn't put on any lotion. I did. It's all gone now. I can hear by the scratching that you're. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. That you're ashy. I'm. We- I'm it sounds like this. Because I'm scratching my long sleeve shirt. Ashy. <laughs> Just admit it. You're ashy. I'm scratch. I'm probably okay. giving myself static shock rubbing against the sweater. <laughs> I'm probably giving myself <laughs> static shock. Static clean. I'm giving myself static shock. Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna be like. Electrocuting myself. Um, all right. I well, like this sweater. I'm not just. I'm just not here for more of the bullshit as per usual. <laughs> just miss me with the bullshit. Oh. I'm Pharrell's not here for people thinking they're um in charge of me when they're not. Oh. Um, at work today, this like they have like food and whatever, and so I want to eat. Like I was trying to wait for people to eat because I want to be the first one to eat, and then this boy was trying to tell me um. We have to wait till production team eats first. And I was just like... I am production team, nigga. Bye. I was production team. <laughs> and I was like eating my food. I'm just like, sir, please leave me. <laughs> Listen to me, white boy. Oh, no. He was Asian. Oh, Oops. But it's I'm like, I was just like, are you going to mansplain to me what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Because go away. And I just like looked at him like... I wanted to be like, so you want me to put my food back? Because I already fixed this plate. The plate's already fixed. So... Sorry. And I made sure he saw me get seconds too. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, um, I'm not here for I just want everyone to shut up. <laughs> I just want everyone to shut up. Uh, I was on Facebook the other day. Were you singing why not? The past couple of days you were singing why not. Mm. Um 
I was on Facebook the other days, past couple days. I'm just and I'm just like, can everyone just shut the fuck up? Can everyone like not even that? It was like, can y'all niggas make a fucking joke? Like, god damn, it's just this fucking one complaint about one complaint after another complaint after another complaint. Like, can y'all just shut up? Uh, damn. Why are y'all so worried about what about white people doing right? Like, why do you care anymore? <laughs> My God. They'll figure it out eventually, and if not, then fuck them. Damn, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I'm just being real quick to just be like, girl, if you get on my nerves, bye. I don't have the, like, for what? <laughs> I have the patience for kids, not for adults. When adults be on the bullshit, like, you have no excuse. Like, you have no excuse. Bye. Girl, don't fucking complain to me about how you have to go fucking hide away in Berlin and fucking hide your Americanness. Like, girl, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> delete. <laughs> and if you come to caping for her, bitch, delete. And if you post another thing getting on my nerves, girl, if you post something I just don't like, you say blue lives matter, bitch, delete. I'm not going to ask you why. Those are jokes to me. Just like you're stupid. Like, I just saw this fucking Tommy Lauren and fucking Tom, whatever the fuck this girl's name is, and Trevor Noah and Charlemagne the God. I'm just like, why do y'all still worrying about Charlemagne? <laughs> like, why like do y'all care? Like, why do y'all care? Either you fuck with Charlemagne or you don't. Does anyone fuck with Charlemagne? Exactly. But also, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't. I saw the the interview with Tommy Lauren or whatever, and then I was like, okay, this was like, it was cute. It was nice for him to be able to like chit chat with her and, and then like get someone Which like one, that. Which one, Charlemagne or Trevor? Trevor Noah. Okay, Charlemagne I didn't see inter- the one with Charlemagne. I don't think Charlemagne interviewed her. I think it was, I saw a clip of Charlemagne. He was fussing at her and I was just like, whatever, nigga, like you're wild. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like them eating dinner and people were like, how can he do this? I'm, I'm like, y'all, he's a fucking adult. <laughs> Damn, like, like, like if, you want, if you want to be friends with her, okay. Is he paying your bills? Is he fucking you, feeding you, financing you? No, he's not. <laughs> Damn. Like, I just, I, I, like, I honestly don't get it. Why are people so concerned? Like, why do people care? Can someone explain to me? I mean, why do you care? People sit down civilly with people that don't like all the time. I do. Thank you. Like, <laughs> Welcome to being black in America, <laughs> bitch. Like, what do you want? What? And then he bought her cupcakes. Like, okay, that's not my money. I didn't pay for them. That ain't my mm-hmm. tax dollars. You probably didn't pay for them. The Daily Show probably did. And that's not my tax dollars, bitch. Like, they have to pay her to come on the show, so. We pay her in cupcakes. Like, <laughs> imagine if they pay her in cupcakes. <laughs> Even better than cash oh my money. God. But that I also would be just hilarious. like be like the fine print on the contract, and then she get it oh. payment and ten thousand dollars worth of cupcakes. cupcakes. Oh my god! <laughs> but Ooh, I also just like that's good. Y'all hard up. Remind me to do that when I get rich. Okay, thanks. Y'all hard up about that. Like I'm gonna say, like it being like kind of annoying, but like not so much for How? everybody to be so. You know, I just don't care. I like, mean, that's I not my life. She's just annoying, but. I guess, but like not even not I mean not that she's annoying. Also, I just found like, the interview comical. I'm just like, man, girl, you just in denial, just but delusional. The, but she believes what she believes. I don't even like she's not. She's like, I feel like everyone just be forgetting that like y'all, it's nigga, it's a money's game. Like <laughs> people be forgetting like bitch, these niggas is on the internet. Make her job is to fucking get views. Re- re- Republicans again are an easy fucking demographic to tap into, bitch. Like. 
All you guys say is fuck niggas, fuck Mexicans, and fuck Arabs, fuck ISIS. Fuck abortions. Fuck abortions. Fuck the gays, literally and figuratively. And then, like, <laughs> girl, they in the palm of my motherfucking hand. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is say white power. I can't say that because I'm black, but all you got to do is say Black Lives Matter is the KKK, and then, like, yeah. bitch, it's are you gonna say, over. Are you got to say it's, like, white genocide. Right. You nope. know. Oh, like that's, Diversity is killing the white race. Thank you. <laughs> All, all, That's my all I have to do is, is walk up there and say my parents came from New Orleans and then I went to college and and then and got a good job. If I can put myself up on my bootstraps, then maybe you you can, can too. too. And like, bitch, it's it's like a, a script. It's a literal. It's, it's the easiest. That script simple. To and Tommy Lauren knows what to fucking say and what to fucking do and what to comment on and how to get them views. Like y'all, she's not dumb. I also just use a philosophy my dad used is you gotta know what the other side is saying. So sometimes I don't watch her videos, but I just like. I've seen them. I've seen, like, like I've watched the short ones because I don't be feeling like listening to her scream. But it's like sometimes you just got to keep abreast of what the other side is thinking. And she does that for me in a good little small video. That way I don't have to read all y'all stupid Facebook statuses. And it's just. And like I just know, like, what the crazy white, what the crazy white host thinking. So I'm just like, why she's y'all, keeping me abreast. Why are y'all surprised? Why do we care? Not surprised. Why are y'all concerned? Why are y'all so outraged? Not surprising. Yeah, act like the nigga stole from the rich and gave to the poor. Like, bitch, she's not taking... Like, I don't watch the show. So Trevor Noah not getting none of my dollars. I don't have cable. I don't fucking go and watch ads and videos and shit on Comedy Central. I watch that video illegally with ad blocker on. So, bitch, you got no coins. Not even ad blocker coins. Like, you got nothing. Hmm. So what? Kill to me, I do that for when I watch web series. It's a Google Chrome add-on. Oh, see, I don't use Chrome. Oh, well, you probably should. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not that pressed. Okay, well, have fun with your 30-second ads on YouTube videos. Yeah, you know. I don't have them. Not pressed. Okay. Well, it it yeah. gives me time to, like, do other things oh, and no. then get ready to I do to time watch after. That's how I can binge watch YouTube videos. <laughs> it <laughs> because, all makes sense now. <laughs> because there's I know no, your secrets. Because there's no, like... There's no disconnect from one video to the next. One video ends, the next video starts. <laughs> no ad. Oh my god. Seamless. This is this is not how. sponsored by Seamless, but Seamless. Isn't that a, isn't that an app? I don't know. Or is it Streamless? I don't fucking know. Anyway, we're gonna take a music break and then we'll be back. <laughs> you asked me, I'm just like, oh. Who knows? Who knows? You know who knows? You know, I nobody know. really knows. I know I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> That's who definitely don't know it's me.
got your passport, got your visa, where's your smile, Mona Lisa. Together 
This is what you do. This is what you do. We want to leave the one way. Yeah, that was three. Oh, okay. And we are back. <laughs> Yay. Welcome back to True um, Literate. I'm Sunny D. His mom called me and I told her no. You petty mayonnaise. And I had to. Talking about students at my job. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, girl. Your fucking son is a bump on a damn log. Oh, God. I didn't tell you it was a bump on a log, but he was like a bump on a log. He so. implied it. <laughs> sorry, girl. Not my kid. Yours. Mm, welcome um, back to True Literate. I'm welcome Sunny back to True Literate. I'm Petty Mayonnaise. That's Petty Mayonnaise. Um, oh, I want to give a shout out, quick shout out to Terry. I met her today. Terry listens to the show. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Something's in my eye. Terry also does two trill. Coleman? Yes. Okay, two, I've heard She does two trill trivia. Okay. Wait. Yes. That's Terry's last name is Coleman, right? Yes. I mean, I've, I've heard that name thrown out as someone who's listened to the show before, as someone that we should connect with. Yes. I just I met her today, and I was like, your name is... So I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. Oh, whatever, I'm Dawn. You know, that's my real name, guys. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm Terry. And I was like, hmm, you look so familiar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's like, you do too. And I was like, girl, I do true illiterate. And she's like, oh, my God. So... We're not friends. Wow. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. I don't know if we're like really friends, but Terry, we're not friends. You're welcome. I mean, she, if not, she, she just t- said it out loud. So. I just said it out loud, so it has to be real. She has, she had on this amazing fur coat today. Yes. <laughs> and I wasn't mad at her. And she did a great job um, hosting. She was the, one of the hosts for the live stream. Cute. She did a great job or whatever. Cute. She was cute. She was loud, cute, and black, and I was happy to meet her in real life. Cute. Thank you, Twitter. <laughs> um, so, 
This episode is talking about identity. I wanted wild. to revisit this because the first time we did this was episode two. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it today and I was like, wow, we did kind of a mess. Not a mess. I only listened to it once and I was like, it was so long I couldn't do it. There, It was actually one of our shorter episodes. <laughs> it, felt, it felt long because I remember doing it and I was like, that was the first time tackling a very... Yeah, it was our first literate episode and yeah. we were still trying to figure out like how to do anything i listened to the intro the intro literally lasts for like two minutes <laughs> like we played the whole song oh yeah we played a song we played the um yeah i think because something was going on so we had to let it play and it was too old yeah because something was going on and we had to let it play and i was like because you know stuff be falling apart when we come in here <laughs> especially early on but now we got it together we got it together. But now we got it together. Loyola, however. No, man, but them and then us. Like, now we got it together. Like, we don't sound the same. Shall we revisit also, last week when they cut us off? I mean. <laughs> the system. But, I mean, they don't know that. I know. Like the That's audience, why I say it. That's why I. S- the Trill fam doesn't know that. Is that what we call them? Can, I, we, can we take a Twitter poll on that? I mean, we can come up with a new name. I just say Instagram, Trill fam because it's just like. An Instagram poll. An Instagram poll, if you will. When you what do you what do you guys want to call yourself? <laughs> what do you guys want to call yourselves? Hey, my subbies! Have you watched YouTube videos? Yeah, all of my subbies. <laughs> it took me a long time to figure out what the fuck that was. Subscribers. I know, but I was oh. like, girl, what you talking about? Subbies. <laughs> I don't watch subbies. YouTube videos that often, oh, so no, I'm a YouTube guru. Yeah, I can do anything on YouTube. Oh, girl, Pinterest and YouTube conquer the fucking Pinterest, world. I can do Pinterest. I can do YouTube cuz everything on Pinterest is on YouTube. So there's I can kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Um anyway, I want to revisit this this discussion <laughs> because I did a bad job I feel at it last time. <sighs> Episode 2 called Who's That Girl? Um la, la, don't listen la, to it. La, la. You want to take it off? No. No, leave it up. You have to leave it up. You have to like leave we, up our struggles. Like, we right. We have to trudge like I mean, but episode one shit. probably still one of my favorite episodes. To get just, through I ain't the gonna lie. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I wanna preface this by saying last episode and this episode is inspired by the same inspired and influenced by the same video. I didn't mention it last episode because I was, like, not sure if I could, like, call us friends or whatever. And I didn't want to be like that girl. But I was like, whatever. I guess we're friends now, bitch. So, um, (laughs) Evelyn and I, well, not Evelyn and I. Evelyn did a video with Julesy, another YouTube girl, talking Mm -hmm. about identity, black, African-American versus African identity. And then Julesy, I mean, then Evelyn did a video after that about her Kenyan American identities and her in particular. So I wanted to revisit Mm -hmm. that now that we have better language and now that we Mm -hmm. can talk on these mics better Mm -hmm. and use our time. uh, If I would have like actually used my noggin, we could have asked Denise you on one day to come. Oh, well, sorry. And uh, We'll just have them come another time talk about African identity. We can do that always. First generation. And then um, talk about that in general. So Terry's going to come on the show one day. In... (laughs) Essence in the video with Julesy, Evelyn spoke about the the two of them just talked about African versus African American and sort of identity and how you identify and all that. So let's start the episode off with how do you identify? How do you self-identify? What do you identify with as an individual? Who is identity-wise Sunny D? Um, I am a black and or African-American, can I use them interchangeably, um, woman, 
who's from New Orleans, New Orleanian. That's my identity, I guess. Okay. I don't know. There's probably more. Oh, God, I wish I wasn't tired. My, <laughs> I am Petty Mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. And I am a black gay man. Did I say woman? From New Orleans. A black gay male teacher. I feel like sometimes I say New Orleanian Orleans. woman, like a black New Orleanian woman. Sometimes I say New Orleanian before woman or okay. woman. I, I don't know. I always, somehow I don't ever say from New Orleans. I say like New Orleanian. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I don't say like. Because our word choices yeah. have to influence That's why I was like when I was trying to say identities. it. I remember doing this in a race and racism class. Shout out to Lauren Lestrap. So like we wrote out what our identity was. And some, I think like um, you, New Orleans was like first okay. or something or second. New Orleans for me is not last, but toward the bottom because I have never lived anywhere beyond New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is all I it. know. So I don't know anything that's not here. Like, was it a black woman New Orleanian or a black New Orleanian woman? Maybe. I don't remember. Because. But I don't say from New Orleans. I say New Orleanian. But like, that's, that's what I'm, for me, it's from New Orleans because it's just like. This is this is all I know. I haven't mm-hmm. lived anywhere else. So Same I can't me. so I have I don't I mean I only lived in Texas for a year and that's not really anything. And I don't I, I lived in Hammond for like six months and on the weekends we was coming back home. So I don't even and yeah. I was also there with other kids from New Orleans. So yeah. like I also like lived in Slidell, but I still went to school in New Orleans. Everything else I did was in New Orleans. Yeah, except so. for like where I slept. I don't know. And played on the weekends. So. Um hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to not identify as gay. I used to identify as like queer, and then there was that moment in time where I was identifying as same gender loving because I was like didn't like queer. But now I'm also just back to identifying as gay because I'm just like it's easier for me <laughs> and everyone else. And also like, girl, I just don't really give a fuck mm-hmm. no more. And then it's just like, I find it interesting. Straight people don't have to say straight. Yeah, well, because like identities only ever really come into play in typically with like marginalized groups. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to say I'm a, um, a cisgender woman. Yeah. I, you, like, I guess, like, the stamp would people would just, like, automatic, automatically assume. Right, but. Or something like, like that. As I, The only reason I like say people man, automatically assume American is white. <laughs> the only reason that I say man is because I know that there are, like, because I, I, I exist in circles where that's not always assumed. And not people assume that I'm trans, but just like my your gender, identity. my preferred pronouns, yeah, pronouns and my yeah. self-identifying gender is not like mm-hmm. what I present. Yeah. But no, I'm talking about like in just like a general scope of things. I but yeah, no. But in like general, straight people don't I'm have to like, say yes. I'm a straight woman. Yeah, because no, people no. already like automatically like assume you are the default. It's like the yeah default. Thank you, thank you, Petty, for the it word takes, I was searching it for. It takes teamwork makes a dream work. It That's does. It. That's why um, we a team, Monica. <laughs> but. Hmm. Yeah, black is definitely my is definitely my like my, American is default for white. First. Like, white is have, default for American. White is default for American. Yeah, or like, but like, cause white Americans don't have to say I'm a white, white American. American. They just say I'm, I'm American. American. Yeah, but I mean, unless they unless they're like Italian American, but I also 
would say I'm an American, but I'm also like I'm still. I never I'm, say American. I say African American like, before okay. I say like. I guess I'll say black. Yeah, I, I, I guess because for me, black just implies American. For me, <sighs> that's why I, I never say black American because I'm just like. I'm I always only either ever, say black or African American or both. I usually say both. I say both. I only ever say. I think I find myself only ever saying black American when I'm talking about another country's people like black people somewhere else mm-hmm. so if i'm talking about like racism or black experience in like britain or africa or something like that or on africa i'm will make the distinction that way but when i say black people i think i just automatically just like assume it means black, black americans american like yeah african-americans so or i just instead of saying whatever Amer- you're american is assumed white when it's not qualified with like Asian American, Black American, whatever American, mm-hmm. Indian American, whatever, N- Indigenous. Um, mm-hmm. I ain't saying Indigenous American because, like, bitch, you're true Americans are Indigenous people. Yeah, but I feel like people only like started that. saying like Caucasian American or White America because white people felt left out. Yeah, but it's as like, always, that's like, oh, shut, <laughs> shut up. It's like. Oh my but God, you're not left out. <laughs> that's my first identity. And in, in the video, they, they talk about your identity being a mix of two things. It's a mix of how you perceive yourself and how others perceive you. And both of those factor in your identity overall. Mm-hmm. And the only one you really, I guess, have to care about is it it it, it depends because on on the one hand, you can identify however you want. Like, if a straight nigga wants to identify as gay because he likes to have sex with gay men, but it's not, like, romantically into gay men, or vice versa. He's romantically into into gay men, but only has sex with women, but then wants to identify as straight, like... That's up to you. Girl, that's up to you. I don't really give a fuck. <sighs> but if you're a white girl, Rachel Dolezal, you can't identify as black because, like, <laughs> that's different. That's not how that works. That's, that's not how any of this works. It's different. You can't identify as an oppressed group when you don't experience any especially <sighs> <laughs> she was a fucking kook was that this year i think that was i don't know I don't no know. it was last year <coughs> but think. maybe i don't know she wrote a book she but evelyn also mentions that identity <laughs> Call lady a kook. is <laughs> is intersectional mm-hmm. not mutually exclusive mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. i can identify as black but i can also identify as like a like gay black man those that is a, mm-hmm. an, an intersection that i live at because like i can identify as a black person because there's a black experience overall mm-hmm. there's a black male experience that i share between black men but then also mm-hmm. as a gay man it's a venn a diagram of petty that i right mm-hmm. a venn diagram a subway map <laughs> of petty mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> I a feel like shot. I feel like that might be the better that may be a better I guess no a Venn diagram. Venn diagram. A Venn diagram. Like you have little circles and things like and things like lap over each other and then mm-hmm, in the middle mm-hmm. you have petty man which is like all of these fucking oppressed groups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz like you know my intersection is black and a woman. And they only have two. Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's my intersection that I can think of at the moment. There's maybe more. You know, socioeconomic class and stuff. Right. There's maybe more, but again, who's tired, Donna? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we'll try to make this uh, quick then. It's like, I'm not rushing you. I'm but, just letting um, you know I'm a little laggy right now. I just more so wanted to peel back the layers of this discussion to sort of give us, since we mm-hmm. have more time to talk about identity. And I mm-hmm. also talked to some people before coming in here about identity and got some other quotes and stuff from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes. Look at you doing your research. We've grown, y'all. We have. We've grown. We've grown. We've grown. Shout out to us. 56 Sh- episodes later. Right. Um... <laughs> so I'm really saying you identify as black or African American interchangeably, mm-hmm. black and or. Is there and any or. reason, particular reason, why you identify as both? Um, I guess because I feel both represents me. Um, because I'm a black American, and I feel like a lot of people don't really do African American because they don't know their traces to Africa. But mm-hmm. I say and or because I don't know what my traces to Africa are. Are mm-hmm. is. Like, my know. traces because you said traces so plural is R. R. thank you i don't know like what my exact african heritage is but i know at some point mm-hmm. it's there so i feel like that kind of encompasses it but i don't know i feel like there's really do you not think that black covers that enough I don't know. I feel like they both cover it. So okay. I just, that's why I just use it in change. It doesn't like, it's not a big deal for me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be like, and you know, people are like, oh no, don't say black, say African American, or don't say African American. I was explaining like why some people don't use it. But I feel like both cover yeah. any and everything I need to say about my identity. 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 <laughs> Woo! My identity as um, a black and or African American woman in America. I felt like they're just interchangeable. Got it. Like I... white and Caucasian. I don't identify <laughs> as African American for two reasons. The biggest one is that I cannot directly, as far as we know, tie mm-hmm. my identity and cultural heritage, or ancestral heritage, as far as Thank we know. Thank you for the word. What? I couldn't think of that with the word. That's what I meant. What? I was, instead of saying tracing, I wanted to say ancestral heritage. Got it. Um, to any particular place, location, tribe. Mm hmm post-colonial country mm-hmm. on the continent of Africa. I hate saying in Africa because it makes it sound like it's a country, but on the continent of Africa. The world map of Africa. Yeah. I <laughs> can't tie myself there, so mm-hmm. I can't do that. And then there are also people who are f- either direct immigrants, first generation, or they have family ties that directly are tied to a place on Africa. Mm-hmm. Where they can directly identify with like Nairobi, Kenya, or like Johannesburg, South Africa, or yeah, like, like they're legit African, Kenya. like they're legit African American, like or, Italian Americans, or not even they just like their great grandparents may be from Africa or Kenya, mm-hmm. whoa, maybe from Somalia <laughs> or Ethiopia okay. or Sudan, and mm-hmm. so they can. And their grandparents have kept that cultural, those cultural customs, like, mm-hmm. important in the family. So they can directly identify with things from there. Mm-hmm. Or somebody I like. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel comfortable personally identifying as African-American. I also feel as a person who does have those ties to Africa, like those direct ties, their <sighs> cultural experience is a little bit different than mine. Mm-hmm. And so African-American catches them more than it catches me. Mm-hmm. My experience, my parents' experience, my grandparents' experience is distinctively, I use, I using this word, markedly 
American. Black American. Right. Like black, Amer- like the that black is American experience. my grandma grew up listening to like Dinah Washington and like, um, Etta. Etta James. That's the girl's name. I Ooh. almost said Etta Bond. <laughs> Etta James. Girl. Etta James and like Louis Armstrong and like Sarah Vaughn and that whole group of people. My mom grew up listening to like Stevie Wonder and like Shaka Khan and like Sheila E and Prince. Gladys. <laughs> and all of them. And fucking Najee and like that's my parents. And then I grew up listening to fucking Ludacris and Nelly and fucking Ashanti and Destiny. Like that, we have a like distinctive Black American cultural experience, mm-hmm. and we have primary sources of racism and things like that here in America. Mm-hmm. So that is why I feel more comfortable with identifying as Black or yeah. Black American as I do African American. And you are right in that comfortability level. Um, again, he is right in that comfortability level. Because, you know, people will be like, oh, why? Blah, blah, blah. And people also, some I know people say, like, they don't like to say black because they're not, like, a color. Yeah. But you say brown. But I'm just like, but, but brown again, to me I'm feels also like, like, again, this is this is people telling this to me who doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, okay. I, this is when people try to, convince me to pick one and i'm yeah. just like can oh, i no, no, i was trying to, i just wanted to know no i'm not saying you, you to pick. yeah it's because i i can use them interchangeably but i feel like there's there are people that cannot say maybe that they are black american mm-hmm. because that's very specific not well not, not the term black because there's black people in brazil and there's like black people in different places like you know there's darker skin people that people say they're black but then i think they end up with the phrase afro-brazilian is it mm-hmm. or afro-latino yeah right like like you know what i mean so but, no, but they specifically say like they're black brazilians and they're white brazilians okay they say they use the term black too they Got use it. black and white um like um, this guy that was from Nepal when I was an orientation leader, he said that he's technically black in Nepal because he's darker. Yeah. And they use term black and white. Okay. So I don't know. I feel like I okay. was I was I like, didn't know that. No, I girl, I was like, oh. Now I'm learning. Uh-huh. That's the point. Um, that's why you go to school with different people. Um But I find it interesting it's like to to like identify in America as black is a very like you said a very specific experience from black Americans that like maybe people that come into America and are black people couldn't say that they're black in America. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? According to my definition of oh. according to my definition <laughs> of black American, I mean of what it means yeah. Black. Okay. Like okay. that. I guess that's more of a question. That was a question. No, no, no. That's like that's real. That's that's. Is that like? Is that like a thing? I mean, according to by technicality, words mean things. So like yeah. I said what that what that meant for me. So I guess by that, yeah. But also like could a a person that's like uh, a first generation African um like a first generation Kenyan or something yeah. like that. Like could hmm not me not even first generation. Because the first-generation Kenyan would go through the same things black Americans mm-hmm. would go through. Evelyn's a first-generation Kenyan. Yeah, so American. maybe somebody that immigrated. Mm-hmm. Could, so like a direct immigrant. Like a direct immigrant. Yeah. Could they... 
like I guess it would just depend on when they immigrated. Like you know that they like tend to so identify many... as usually like that hyphenated. Like they I... tend to identify as African American. Yeah, because like they could they like could they technically say they're Black American though? You would you think? I mean, if they, yeah. But I I also think part of your identity has to be sort of how you're perceived. Kind of what they were saying in that video, like mm-hmm. when people. I'm trying to figure out like the where street, the technicalities stop, and like when they play. How you identify? Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with people identifying as, as African American. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with people identifying as black. It's just how I personally identify. You know, My like, identities are not like set in stone. This is just why I don't choose those words. Yeah, it's like you know, like when we watched that documentary. Um, were you you were with me, right? I'm not sure. We watched a documentary at the McKenna Museum about like yes, African. okay, and like the black people, the black people as in the black Americans were like, no, you can't say that you're black because you didn't you don't experience the same things that I experienced as a black American. But if you are, but like the thing is, part of your perceived part of your identity is like how you are perceived, like how you are seen. Mm-hmm. When you walk down the street, people are like, oh, that nigga there from Somalia. People are like, no, mm-hmm. that's a nigga. Mm-hmm. He black. Yeah. I'm so just trying to find like the validity like, you do have, or not validity in that statement. You do have a part, like you do partially have a perceived black identity. Mm-hmm. That now self like self-identifying, you don't have to identify as black, but mm-hmm. my identity, I am perceived as black, period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Regardless, okay. like whether I identify yeah. as such or not. Yeah. Rachel Dole Rachel Dole is always perceived and should self-actualize as white because i mean that's what the fuck she is but mm-hmm. there are some people who are mixed race who choose for whatever reasons to either identify as black or not identify as black and mm-hmm. that's black their prerogative but it's just it's a very it's a very interesting thing yeah um because it's like who decides because yeah. for example i saw there's a, a post sorry were you were you talking um, I was just gonna just say like technically a white person could be African American if they immigrated from Africa and they're white African. And like uh what's that girl's Charlize name? Charlize Theron. And this boy I went to uh that had film classes with, he's technically African American. And well, his dad is. Right. Well so I guess so is he. And but that, he identifies as I think he identifies as white. And that to me is why I could never truly like it was too much of a gray area. Like if you black, like that's it. Like you can't be like, oh, I'm Paul Wall can identify as black. And Paul Wall is white. Culturally, <laughs> culturally, Paul Wall seems that seems to be the way fucking Paul Wall grew up. Paul Wall grew up around niggas. All you know is fucking niggas. That's what it seems like. Paul Wall. <laughs> but <laughs> Paul Wall cannot identify as black because, like, Mm-mm. you're not black. Mm-hmm. Like, but, like, of- but, like, Isaac didn't identify as black, but he, like, his dad had to identify, you know, for census reasons as- because he's he, he immigrated. He had to right. identify as African-American because he's from Africa. Right. And he's so, from, like, shit, where is he from? Typically, white people who are African are from South Africa. But it wasn't South Africa. That's why oh. I was even more tripped out. Wow. Well... <laughs> But but the boy identifies white. He's like, cause you know, people see me as a cause the, his mom is white, and, and then like he look he looks like a white boy. Yeah, and which that, is whatever that is too. And that, <laughs> that that was also why I can never identify as African American because it was just like, but you, Charlize Theron, can identify as something that I identify with? Absolutely not. Even though I think she she puts it for census, but she had she puts white right. probably because she, she identifies to. as white, white in South Africa. Right. But for like her American citizenship, she's African American. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Welcome Wild. to identity politics. Uh, Wild. Um 
oh, can I, ooh, what if I go somewhere else, get citizenship there, and then get my citizenship back in America, and then I could be something else American. Oh, my God. <laughs> you be European-American. Ooh, ooh, she white. <laughs> ooh, Chinese-American in this bitch. Ooh, I'm Russian-American, <laughs> white privilege. Privet. <laughs> and just be French. French-American. Uh, ooh, la, la, bonjour. <laughs> Look at my white privilege. Ah, uh, ooh, la, la. Ooh. I want to be real white, though. I want to be like... like Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Guten Tag. <laughs> I want to be from like hello. Nor- I want to be Norwegian. <laughs> I don't know how to say hello in Norwegian. Norwegian. I want to be like Finnish. Yes. Like, I want to be real a, like. Can I just white. be ice? This Icelandic. Icelandic. Pure white. No, I just want to be from the North Pole. From Denmark. <laughs> from true north. <laughs> Zero <laughs> longitude latitude. Zero <laughs> degrees zero, by zero. zero degrees. Yeah. My husband Danish. What? My husband Danish. She's wow. from Denmark. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. My husband Danish. She was born in Denmark. Wow. And she identifies as black. Wow. And Afri- I don't know if she identifies as African American, but I think she might identify as black Danish. I think she Okay, that's cool. I'm not sure I would have but to ask her. Don't quote me. Danish is not a language. She speaks Danish, right? Danish is a language? Right? Yes. Look it up, Google it. But yeah. she speaks it. Danish is a language. She lived there until she was three, and then she moved here. Maha's technically an immigrant. Danish is a language. Wow. But she has American citizenship. She has dual citizenship. Wow. Mm-hmm. Très cute. I was like, oh my God. Très chic. <laughs> oh, oh la la. Quelle surprise. Quelle surprise. Quelle surprise. I was like, I'm coming with you to Denmark once. And she's like, okay, it's cold. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh girl. <laughs> Absolutely not. She's like, I go to the beach with my sweatshirt on. I was like, oh girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be real white. I want to be like the whitest I could be. Yes. I want to be, what is the Aryan, mm-hmm. the Aryan race? Oh, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blonde hair and blue eyed. So, how does your identity as a woman fit into (laughs) all of this? I don't identify as a woman, so I can't comment on that. Um, do you? I mean, I I mean, it has to shape the way you excuse me. Yeah, it shapes the way I experience things and the way I walk through life because there's like, like there's always a constant reminder that I'm black. There's always a constant reminder I'm a woman. Like, there's not a day that I'm not reminded I'm a woman. Like that guy trying to tell me what to do was just like. Can you shut up? It was like, you didn't tell nobody else what to do. Thank you. Why are you telling me? Back up. Back, so back, it's like, stupid. even though he probably didn't like me, like do it because I was a woman, but sometimes, a lot of times people tell me things because I'm yeah. a woman. I also look very young. Like I present like an 18, like I look 18. Me too. And so people just also assume I'm young and that I'm a woman. So it makes me even more dumb. Yeah. So, or like even more like, oh, let me go tell her something, people, you know, or like push me around. Parents assume that at the job, that because I'm young, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just like, bitch, don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't get student loans for me to not know nothing. Thank you. <laughs> bitch. Um, but yeah, I think a woman shapes definitely how I am because I'm also very, um, it took a while to get here, very proud of the fact that I am a woman mm-hmm. and, you know, proud of that I'm growing um, as a woman. I just wish I looked like a grown woman. I'm a grown woman. I can do whatever I want. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, woman shapes who I am and like how I think about things, but not in like the 
in like the stereotypical like oh, I'm a woman so I can't like lift this thing kind of yeah. way like and just like how it would affect me like my safety how I go through life about like my safety protocols and like feeling just like feeling safe you know that affects me as a woman you know making sure because I have an alarm on my house and my people don't have that but I have it because I'm a woman I live with one other woman yeah used to be a house full of women like mm-hmm. I think about that like um traveling I think about like how that will affect me as a woman again for safety reasons yeah like um just like a lot of just like a lot of things you wouldn't think about like that I don't think a man would have to take into consideration Mostly for safety reasons. Mostly for safety reasons and people taking me seriously. Yeah. Like, I know, like, because I'm a woman, I have to speak louder and, like, speak firmer and not, like, waver or, like, you know, I have to be very strong. You know, we had to talk about the sense of the word strong, but, like, be very firm in how I speak and how, like, my actions, especially at work, working in the film industry in a male-dominated, white male-dominated industry. Like, you have to be very, like, you know, tough. On. Yeah. Very on time. You can't mess up. Like, I there can't mess up because I'm black and I also can't mess up because I'm a woman. There was a quote in this movie called Syrup that was like, <sighs> there are four, um, I can't even fucking, how the fuck do you spell syrup? S-Y-R-U-P. Um, there was, there was a quote. S-I-Z-Z. I got it. There was a <laughs> quote in uh, this movie called Syrup about how men categorize women and someone was like is this was like a shitty quote and i was just like but i don't know it's a little bit different than that it more so tells about men than does about women she said men categorize women in one of four ways i might i might have mentioned this on the show before um men categorize women in one of four ways mothers virgins sluts and bitches of course none of the above is suitable for the modern businesswoman but you can create your own image by selecting pieces of each archetype that work for you. The sexual attractiveness of the slut, the wisdom of the mother, the integrity of the virgin, and the independence, if I knew how to speak English, of the bitch. I mean, we American. We don't know how to do a lot of things. <laughs> this leaves men confused <laughs> and unable to pigeonhole you. What they're focused to do instead is take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, but this still says that women have to appeal to men. And it's just like, you never been a brown person living in America because, like, that's the way you have to, to men beat, and white people. That's the way you have to beat the system, girl. Is I, I, if I'm and able, everyone honestly, I have to appeal. I have to like assimilate in so many different ways all the time. And it's just, I do, I do, and for me, it's I mine is similar but different. As a black person, you gotta like able to appeal to black people but then like as a like a person who navigates as a gay person there's also that sort of like there are niggas out here who literally will beat you up mm-hmm. who will literally kill you yeah so you have to like worry about your safety as a gay man so either places. you got one or two things you try and straighten it up or b you just be like nigga try me mm-hmm. nigga try me i mean if i was a straight man i wouldn't fight you but i also know you so and it's just like nigga try me. And nigga try, try me. Try me. me. I'ma kill his I whole motherfucking family. <laughs> and I ain't scared of nobody. And I'm I'm I'ma catch your body. It's like Dash girl, you cute, but please shut up. Thank you. <laughs> but it's just like Lean to, let me lead to my next question. Mm-hmm. Um do you rate Is that a full answer for you? Yeah. Okay. Do you rate your identities and how do you rate them? 
Like, do you rate your identities by the closeness they are to you? Or, or, or do you exist as each identity 100% of the time, all the time? I feel like I have to exist as each identity 100% of the time, all the time. But I feel like, um, not necessarily rating, but like what is more important to me at that point in time may change depending on my situation. Okay. Like, I mean, I'm always a woman. So I feel like maybe that will have to be number one, I guess. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I guess so. Because even like if I'm in a situation and it's like, um, the situation is something about black people. I still have to navigate that space as a black woman. I feel like I can't take away my womanness from my black identity, and um, and like if I do something that's like involving New Orleans people, I don't know. My I still have to identify as a black new orleanian but like still like woman like overall i guess yeah. so i guess woman would have to be like the first one but i don't i don't necessarily say them in any order or anything like i try to figure it out when we were talking about it earlier but i couldn't um i don't necessarily say it in any order but i feel like black has to be attached to new orleanian and woman has to be attached to black got it like i feel like i can't separate any parts of my identity like if i'm just saying like i'm a black woman like i can't just say i'm black or i'm a woman like i have to say i'm a black, black woman. woman yeah because they or it's so exist. intertwined they exist i can't it be one without the other yeah like yeah that's what um a friend of mine her name's <laughs> kayla she said i identify as a black woman um and i i am both of those 100 percent simultaneously all mm -hmm. the time so there is no ranking i feel that I, um, I feel that way because I would never want to feel pulled to place one over the other when fighting yeah. oppression. People definitely try to make you place, like, especially... Your womanness over your blackness? Yeah, especially... or my, my No, my, not really my womanness over my blackness, but my blackness over, over my womanness. Womanness. Because okay. it's like, if I'm talking to black women, it's like we talk as black, black women. women. But if I'm talking to straight black men, then I have to put, like, I have to put all my oppression as a woman aside... And just about talk about my blackness. And it's like, I can't like, because I mean, straight black men are like white people. They don't understand intersectionality. So I can't, <laughs> I can't have like both. Multiple identities, I can't have multiple yeah. identities. They don't understand it, but they want also want you to understand them being a black man. It's very strange. Yeah. That's how it is. Straight men are weird, y'all. They really, but like similar for mm -hmm. me with, so I, I do. I mean, personally, Jai said it on the show, even though I think we've said it's like together, but not really on the show, but like in conversation that straight black men are like the white people of black people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, can you just, can you just <laughs> get the fuck? Because like if you take something like somebody writes and like when a, like a woman is like a black woman is like, oh, you know, I feel this much oppression from men, blah, 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 blah. And I feel this much pressure, for, especially from black men, because most of the time, black women only, not only, but for the majority of the time, we interact Correct with, with black, black men. men. Black women, like some dating poll, black women are more likely to date black men. And then nobody is more likely to date black women. So like yeah. we interact with black men. My experiences from a lot of things with men are with, with black, black men. men. Right. So a lot, of, a few of them are with white men because now I exist in like the regular world and I have to be around white people or like men of other um, races and ethnicities. Right. But so like when black women are saying this is what a man has done to me and it comes from black men, it's because that's their experiences. Just like a black person saying this is what white people have done to me right and it's coming from my experience as a black person but 
straight black men don't see that they're saying the same things white people say. That's a whole nother conversation yeah. for another day. But I do. But they want me to pull them apart. Identities only because <laughs> my identities are not directly on my skin aside from my blackness. Mm-hmm. I also feel like I may sometimes I don't have to say woman because it's just obvious. Obvious, I'm a woman. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 for example, we're going with like your identities. black womanness is like the fir- the first thing you see mm-hmm. is that you are a black and you are a woman. Black maybe black, black may be first, and then woman is second, but like a millisecond only because like the first thing I see is brown, mm-hmm. and then I see oh that's and because sometimes in your head you're you're used to putting things in alphabetical order, right. or you're used and, to putting the um the adjective before the noun. Not not necessarily, but it's just because just visually when I when when I when I look at you just like if if I didn't like have I would, glasses and I was and like you were blurry, the first thing I'd see is brown skin, and mm-hmm. then once I'm able to see him, I'm, I'm like, oh, that's a woman. Yeah, and I'm just thinking of like how how again like phrasing, like I would I wouldn't say I'm a, a woman, woman who is black, like I wouldn't say I'm a person from New Orleans. I would say I'm a New Orleanian. I say a black woman. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I guess because I my identity is tied into where I'm from because leaving and like having it ripped from you is like <laughs> I didn't know how much part it was of my identity until it was like almost taken I from me. That's for me too. Because when the hurricane happened, we were living in Algiers, like we were living in the West Bank. I was going to Car, which at that point was a magnet mm-hmm. school full of like white kids who lived in that neighborhood like i had a lot of not a lot of white friends but like a good enough amount of white friends when i was at car in seventh grade and so at at that point i had like and then before that point most of my social interactions were spent on the west bank i had cousins who lived here but like i mean but Algiers is is it is parish it is but in terms of like things that are like distinctively new orleans algiers is not giving you Oh yeah, yeah. That Algiers is giving you cute suburb. Unless like old Algiers, like you know. That's what like I live in like old Aurora, like right by Car, which is like suburbs, mm-hmm. like not like uptown. Not by the Fisher, or what used to be. Is mm-hmm. that? Isn't that the what used to be Fisher? Boy, I don't know. I think it used to be. I think it used to be. I want to say like not out, not not where not where Nam Talk is. Not never been Nam Talk in my life. Okay. So I can't um, I can't visualize where it is in my head. Under the bridge. Like right under the West Bank side of the bridge. That is Algiers Point before it got taken over. Used to be maybe not all that, but mm-hmm, it was black, mm-hmm, black ish mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. But my identity didn't become very, very, very nuanced until after the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I guess I always was proud of where I'm from and proud of like who I like the place I'm from because I always knew New Orleans was a very different place from everywhere else because I went I went to other places and I think that was it too um but I guess when I came back and like I had to fight so hard for like people to respect me as a person from New Orleans when I was in Texas so I definitely How old were you? you were also like 15 or 16 mm-hmm. that's 15. yeah that's I was like 12 or 13 when that happened so mm-hmm. I was still like a fucking baby yeah, so I had to, like, fight so hard for, like, people saying, like, North people are this, North people are that, and we're, like, poor, and we're trash, and we, like, are stupid, and illiterate. Like, people, like, think, like, the most ridiculous things. First of all, I'm in Houston, Texas, where these people are horrible. And then, but you call it H-Town. 
like shut up <laughs> like so like i had to fight so hard for my city mm-hmm. and so when i came back i was like you know very proud to be from him especially since like you know we bounce back or whatever bounce back bounce, bounce, back, bounce back. back um yeah and then like i have to i mean before like i never really claimed i was from the east i just you know never really like i was an east beast or whatever and like seriousness like now i say it in seriousness because it's like i can't lie about where i'm from and i have to say where i'm from because new orleans is literally being taken over and falling apart and so yeah. i have to stand firm in like who i am and exactly where i'm from so mm-hmm. if all that makes sense yeah again but, um, she tied I mm-hmm. back up to me being able to rank my identities. I rank them because I can. Like, I mm-hmm. am black first. Like, yeah, I'm a man, but I don't really know any. Like, that's not a marginalized mm-hmm. experience. Maybe I have been seen as violent. Niggas don't tell me that I'm seen as violent. I stopped interacting with white hoes in a large amount long ago, so I don't know. Um, but then my next one is my next identity is gay because pretty much by the time I open my mouth <laughs> and and have a conversation for an extended amount of time, people can usually figure it out. <laughs> but on like on the outside, like you can't you can't be like you can't just see me in a picture and be like that's a gay nigga unless I'm like <laughs> giving Pris hands or something like that. But what I mean is like but like you know what or are I you mean? Or doing a petty pose. Or doing a petty pose, but. Other than like that's why that identity is second up, and then that identity also partially shapes my blackness takes precedence over my my sexual orientation because it's mm-hmm. just like bitch y'all prove to me that y'all racist too. So like, girl, bitch, let's go, mm-hmm. let's get it. Mm-hmm. Black holes to the day I die, and then everything else is after that. Mm-hmm. Teaching is third, but I also feel like teaching is second because like I mean I'm forever. Te- teaching learning whatever like education Mm -hmm. is always like there um Mm -hmm. and then being i never used the word new orleanian i'm not sure why that never i guess because i i never heard that that turn of phrase used growing up i i think because i never heard it. it was always just like being from new orleans like yeah like from new orleans but i guess like if i had to like sum it up i never used like i always say like i'm from new orleans from because people Newsflash, people from New Orleans will never say they're from Louisiana. Like, the words, like... Oh, yeah, I never Like, people, people are like, oh, where are you from? New, New Orleans. Orleans. People ask me, who am I from here? And I always say that. I'm always like, girl, you know where New Orleans is at. Like, I'm not... Like, you know what it is. <laughs> and I'm not about to tell you that I'm from Louisiana because, like... I'm not. I'm from New Orleans. Fuck the outside of this, <laughs> this <laughs> Fuck the outside city. of Orleans Parish. Thank you. Because JP can get it, too. Thank like, you. Like, you can go on that fuck shit. <laughs> I come over there go to Lakeside, but that's about it. And even then, I'm just like, I don't want to be here. Even then, y'all get on my Let nerves. Let me get in the Target, get in my fucking car, and get the fuck back mm-hmm, past dude. fucking Lake Lawn Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, that's also why, like, being from New Orleans and being a New Orleanian is so intertwined into who I am. Because it's like, you can't tell me I'm not from, you can't tell me I'm from Louisiana. You can't tell me, like, anything else about myself. Right. Especially if you from... First of all, I was on vacation, and these people, this guy was like, oh, where y'all from? And this girl I was with, because my friends were from Shreveport, she's like, oh, we're from Louisiana. I was like, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where, though? I was like, hold on. They from Louisiana? 
I'm, I'm from, from New Orleans. Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the same. We're not the same. We are blue dyed in a red sea, baby girl. And, and I don't know where they at, but yeah. they obviously not from New Orleans because you would have said New Orleans. So. Yeah, and then I don't like when people be like, oh, I'm from New Orleans. I'm like, oh, where? And they're like, Covington. I'm like, baby girl, that's, that's Covington. Not. Just say it. Just say I'm outside New Orleans. Like, honestly, that Covington is the furthest the thing. It's not even the, New Orleans adjacent. It's like. You. Metairie, at least, at least if you said Tarrytown, I'd be like, all right. And then people from Algiers, they're from Algiers. I don't say that. Well, they, from, they, say, they say New Orleans from somewhere else, but like people from New Orleans, they'd be like, oh, where are you from? I'm from the East, or I'm from Uptown, or I'm from Algiers. Like, yeah. Also, Metairie people get on my nerves because they yeah. want to be from New Orleans, but, but they, like, they don't want to be from New Orleans. Just like they want to be black, but they don't want to be black. Thank you. Fucking um, let's kind of get through some of these questions. Sorry. No, I had to no, go no, on a fine. rant about Metairie people. Um, how much does mm-hmm. your... Let's back up. What do you define as American culture? Black American... Or American culture in general. And then we'll get to black American culture. So really quickly. Um, Ameri- I guess what American culture would be is like what people outside of America see as like the culture of America, which is like white people. Okay. But like, I just define American culture as like food, money, reality TV show stuff. But like, I feel like it's like whatever is like pop culture, pop culture whiteness. But pop culture whiteness is also taken from blackness. So it has always. Yeah. So, but we can't say American American culture is blackness because they won't accept it. Accept it. Accept. <laughs> wow, girl. Woo! Just <laughs> slipped right on out. <laughs> I was around my family way too long. And you know, they're from the sixth floor. But I just feel like American culture is pure greed and materialism. Oh, yeah. Like all forms. It's of pure it. money. And, and like, excess. we need money. It's, all of it is Lots excess. of money. It's just capitalism. American culture is capitalism at its purest form. I mean, yeah, but yeah. I mean, white. But I feel like, I guess, in more particular, it's just like, stuff materials <laughs> things mm-hmm. but like i don't know i guess if i was thinking like american culture i would just think like literally pop culture <laughs> 90s pop culture <laughs> but just like britney spears food <laughs> music entertainment surplus lush just like surplus r- r- like we're like the wally people like literally that's I just american i wouldn't consider close close but it's just like, just, because at the same time, American culture does not want to put itself as looking like that. And American culture not. does not present itself. Of course and not. And what is seen as like. Oh, what's a better one for like, oh, what's that movie in this like, it's not Avatar. Oh, Surrogates with Bruce Willis. I don't know, I've never seen that. I watched it randomly on the plane, I think. And so it's like these people. And, like, they're, like, old and sick and stuff. And, like, they get into, like, this thing, like, on Avatar. And they have these surrogates or, like, these robots that live their lives for them. And they live like that because they don't want to present that they're, like, old and falling apart. Got it. America. Yeah. I just feel like we... That's... What is black American culture? Mm, Underrated, like... I feel like black American culture is just, like, underrated, picked from oppressed culture <laughs> oh my God. um so many like negative attitudes but it's like it's also Ameri- just like great in like so many forms but i also just feel like american culture is i mean african um, black culture is still very much rooted in that like american greed mm-hmm. like it's, it's we're the still, highest consumers right 
But I mean, like, beyond just, like, thinking about the things that we... Just, like, thinking about looking at black culture because outside. It's, like, outside of being American. But, like, black culture is also just, still trying to assimilate to be, like, the white man. Ooh, and, like, assimilate to be like equal and that's like to get the American dream and the American dream is having money, having surplus. So for it's us, it's like trying to get to surplus. Yeah. But like black from um, hardship, from hardship. It's like always like trying to, because I can't remember. says somebody says like so many years it would take for black America to catch up to like white middle class or something like that. Yeah. It's just like, it's like a strange statistic, which I may be saying that wrong. I'm not sure. Don't quote me, but it's just like, we're so far behind and so I feel like a lot of black culture is black American culture and like the fact of like capitalism and like surplus is like trying to catch up to white American surplus. Yeah. But like black culture is like pop culture. When I think of like culture, sometimes I think of like their pop culture or like the things that make them who they are. And I don't know, black people are just clever as fuck. Like black American culture, not talking about money and greed, it's just like cleverness, like purity, purity creativity, like pure creativity. But also mischanneled. Is that a word? Mm, I think so. Yeah. Google it. I feel like we need to channel that creativity and. I mean, we're talking about like I'm not. T- I'm not talking about in general. I know. I'm talking about in general. I feel like it's been channeled multiple ways, very fine and very like in perfect ways. I don't um, know, but I just feel like some of the creativity that's we spend so much energy into like making fucking Vine videos, like girl, let's make some actual yeah, but entertainment that we can make money from, like money, not just like selling fit teas mm-hmm. and selling fucking detox teas and fucking teeth whitenings. But I feel like games. I feel like a thing. This is just me, like just thinking. So I feel like black people are told that you can't do anything beyond what you're doing and so it's just like kind of ingrained into your head you can't cultural conditioning what me and producer lady i talked about it's like you can't get past a certain point so like all you're good enough is worth to do is like this like rinky ding stuff like that's why people just see people that like black people that make movies it's just like supposed to be just us off top rinky ding but it's like it's not it's just black people make romantic comedies white people make romantic comedies. It's literally the exact same thing, exact same format, but it's just assumed to be rinky-dink because it's made by a black person. Yeah. Or, like, assumed that it cannot go far because it's a black person. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I was. I didn't mean... I wasn't talking about movies like that. I just. I was mean, just using like, it as an example. Like, the person... Like, I was watching... But I was also talking about, like, not just, like, current-day, like, creativity. I mean, like, just in general of, like, generations of, like, black people yeah. being creative and making something out of nothing. And like just pure creativity. Got it. And cleverness. Not like today, I'm not talking about right now. Got it. I mean I am, but like not specifically fine. How do we as black people um pull up and sort of like support slash identify and then uplift and celebrate black American culture? Like I was watching clips of a lot of Caribbean day parades and Caribbean festivals. And I'm just like, y'all, this is a way for Caribbean people to like come together as a cultural identity and like collect mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. How do we as black, black people do that? Like, 
you'd have to what do like is it just fucking all white parties and goddamn essence fest like, um all white affairs <laughs> excuse me Sorry. All white <laughs> excuse me <laughs> excuse me all white affairs Thank and you. fucking essence fest like and like is that our no because there's not there uh, there not every black person goes to SFS. Fest. Not every black person sees SFS Fest as like a I thing. Know, but I mean, like every I feel like, every Caribbean person, Caribbean person doesn't go to Caribbean Day parades. But I mean, like that's a thing that. But people, they like appreciate it. Like and see themselves I mean? like, there, it's, right? And like it's a thing that people do when they go and they like. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would have to like dis dismantle the inner walls that we have in the black community about each other. Like dismantle okay. like things like colorism and dismantle thing dismantle things like oh. Um, social and economic class things are just like you would have to not saying they don't have those in like the Caribbean communities but I feel like a lot of times in black communities there are so many things of like I know you say you don't like the term crabs in a barrel but like there's so many things of like not even like crabs in a barrel but like there's so many things of like that's like low key ripping us apart yeah like so everybody like black people have been fighting for civil rights forever and instead of people sitting there being like, um, oh, we see like this no, a new younger group of people fighting for their civil rights, instead of people being like, oh, okay, let's like all try to like fight for our civil rights together, let's all get on a bandwagon, because there are people that are still alive that fought for civil rights back in the day. Yeah. People are sitting there being like, oh, well, Black Lives Matter versus the Black Panthers. It's like you're wasting your time on the wrong thing. Like you could focus that energy into coming together and fighting for the same cause that we're all that you've literally been fighting for for all this time and that we're now fighting for. Like, it's literally the same cause. It's the equal treatment of black people, of black bodies. Like, don't sit here and be, like, trying to compare, like, Black Panthers versus Black Lives Matter and, like, these Black Panthers versus these Black Panthers. It's like, that's stupid. Yeah. I feel like... But I feel like also, going back to culture and conditioning, I feel like, in a way, black people are conditioned to, like, be pitted against each other. Just like, you know, how people say, like, women are conditioned to be pitted against each other. I feel like it's that sometimes. Yeah. Not all the times, but sometimes. And I think that's what keeps us from melding together. I was reading a quote about the crabs in a barrel analogy. And someone was like, but who said crabs supposed to be in a fucking barrel? Bitch? Exactly. Black people are not supposed to be in a barrel. But that's, but that's exactly what makes the crabs in a barrel analogy work in relation to, like, people. Because we're not supposed to be in a barrel. We're not supposed to be, like, bunched together. They're supposed to be able to be free. Yeah. And so if we're not, if we're in a place where we can't be free, we're going to keep trying to pull each other down to get out faster than the other person. I um, asked Kayla that same question. Let me pull it up. Um, she said, I say Essence is one of many Afropunk, Mardi Gras Indian, uh, being Nola specific, step shows, and church even. Mm-hmm. And I guess, but also I feel like Mardi Gras Indians may be one of the most closest to what I'm talking about. To what I mean as like, you know what I mean? Pe- like people, people coming together come for, to that, yeah. and like it doesn't matter who you are, yeah. what you look like, whatever. It's like it's a way for all of us to like come second together. Line it's like second a collective. Lines? Second lines, or you mean just the Indians? The Indians as like a all of it as the, a concept. The whole second line paired with the Mardi Gras, like that whole. Oh, that's what I meant by when I say second line with oh, the Indians. Got it. Yeah. Got it. From New Orleans, just a second line. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I also know that there are some that like they don't, don't have in, they Indians. have like social and pressure clubs. Yeah, right. I got you. I got you. Um, but that's closest to what I meant about some sort of mm-hmm. something like that. That sort of ties a culture of people with mm-hmm. different 
faces, skin colors, mm-hmm. heights, weights, orientations, gender identities. Yeah, all of the that. Mardi Gras Indians are very proud of like the select parts of the city they're from, but they all come together for a common cause. Right. So like, if you do like a church event, people be like, "Oh, you know, the common cause is Jesus." But people be like, "Well, I'm Baptist and I'm Nip Pentecostal and I'm, I'm Seventh Day Adventist and yeah, and then I'm it's a Episcopalian." Like, and it's like, like, "Well, okay. my church does this and your church does that." And yeah. then like also it starts to equate to like money, like how much money you give to church and like how much more important you are and blah 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 blah. blah. And it's, there was step shows. As someone who's not as someone who's not in Greek life, I feel very very outside of Greek life and very not mm-hmm. necessarily welcomed in Greek life. Greek life only because I'm a black gay man. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Greek life that. does not feel like a safe space for me. It feels like they were. If, it feels like like but like beyond that, beyond the like beyond the the like hyper masculinity of it because i mean like that's not it's more so just the like overt homophobia or it's the only thing of like we'll allow you to be in this group if you don't talk about you being gay like that is sort of this may this may not be true but just as a marketing as marketing for all black greek life that is a message that i have received Mm -hmm. is that it's just and then even when people get older and people still hold on to that. It still just feels very much like you can't be part of this. Mm-hmm. But also, Black Greek life, contrary to what people believe, is also very rooted in like Christian yeah, Christianity. Oh. So that's a lot of <laughs> well, a lot of it. It's also it's also very rooted. It's like Christianity and then like traditional gender roles and yeah. you know because it's like you know whatever. But. I feel like as a concept and like how you're saying like Mardi Gras Indians come in do for common cause, same thing with black Greeks. Like even though there are people that aren't black Greeks, but black Greeks as a community, even though, you know, we have like our little riffs or whatever. Yeah. Those are mostly in fun. If you take it too seriously, then you need to sit the fuck down. It's still like, don't you fucking talk about black Greek life, bitch. Yeah. Like. Don't matter who it is, girl. We fuck your ass up. Mm-hmm. All of us. And like we're still going to come together and still try to uplift black people and still try to do community right. service and help our communities. That's what we're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be doing your community service organization that we're right. supposed to be doing. So, like, I feel like that's a, that for me as a black Greek, that would be, like, a good example of people coming together yeah. no matter what your, because they're like, there are gay black Greeks, because I know them. Um, but there are, like, you know, people that are still very homophobic, and I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So, um but it's also, you know, very rooted in Christianity and very rooted in, like, proving yourself as a black person. Which yeah. Which means, you know, proving your... And proving yourself as a man and proving yourself yeah, as a and woman. Yeah, and I'm, I'm tired of... I don't... I'm tired of trying to, like, mm-hmm. prove my blackness, which mm-hmm. I've been doing my whole fucking life. Well, not necessarily proving your blackness, but, like, pro- not, when I say proving yourself as a black man or a black woman, I mean, like, proving oh, that you're just as good as the white Greeks. Yeah, I don't... Why? Um, I don't necessarily people don't necessarily do it before, but that's what the point. Like right, not the yeah. point, but like that's what, like a lot of driving I force. I don't compare myself like, to white holes no more. Be like, hey, guess what? We're just as good as you. Stop treating us like shit. Yeah, basically. But I don't know. It's also a very interesting thing. Like when I say like I'm a I'm in a Greek organization, I say I'm in a Black Greek organization. Yeah, because I mean there there is a distinction. Mm-hmm. There's a distinction. Like Step my shows. identity as like a Black Greek is like I'm in a as a yeah a person Greek affiliated is like I'm a Black. From a black Greek organization. Yeah. Um, and then I guess also the closest, I just, I 
Wish there were oh. more black American things that we did as a collective people beyond just like rap. Yeah, beyond just these like very aggressive and very like trauma inspired. I don't even know trauma inspired, but like rap is trauma. Trauma rap is kind of rooted in sort of like trying to like it. It started out as like like a political movement, and it was started out as like we want to fight the like we need to find a way to get out of these things. So like these are the breaks, which is like about being sad. Mm-hmm. And so it's just and rap still to this day is like some kids like people still trying to like break out of whatever the fuck is going on and but that's fine though i'm not saying that it's not i just want us to have more yeah but i feel like collective positive completely like mardi gras indians dancing and all that is like pure positivity Mm -hmm. but i feel like like, you know what i mean but in the sense of like music and things like that it's like Rap is seemingly the only music genre that black people are part of that we can rightfully say is black because, I mean, like, we could rightfully say a lot of things are black. But, like, I feel like, you know, there are white people and hip, more and more increasingly white people and, like, people of other ethnicities and races in hip-hop and stuff like that, even though there are, like, white rappers and whatever. But I feel like rap, rap and hip-hop are things that are, like, very much black. Because, you know, pop music and stuff is just, like, very white, even though it could start in the black community. I don't know. I feel like it's, like, one, so a few of the things that haven't been, like, completely overtaken. Oh, no, no, what no, no. What, what I meant was... I mean, I know what you meant. I'm just saying, like, I feel like maybe because maybe that's why we only identify as, like, rap music and certain things, because those are things that haven't been completely appropriated or completely taken over. But then even like R&B music, which is like still decidedly black, is still very much like rooted in like sadness and heartache. And so it's still sort of like has R&B rooted in sex. Some of it, but I feel, I feel like, like a, a lot of it, a lot of old school R&B is like sadness, but for like I feel like the most of it is like, "Ooh baby, I'm going to do you tonight." Like I, don't know, I just feel like a lot of it Most is still... Most of it is all about sex, but, like, very, very, very well-worded innuendos. Rooted in some sort of, like, just, like, negative emotion. And I want something that's completely rooted in, like, positivity and, like, uplifted. Like, Kwanzaa is one thing that I wish more black people did collectively, which mm-hmm. is, like, started out as well, well, we can't a really... black, like, a black political mm-hmm. thing just the sole purpose is to bring us together and like uplift each other and like mm-hmm. that's his only purpose yeah but you can't and really like look what to I music want. to be like particularly in, I, like, in any but I'm i just, know like, but i'm just of, just thinking about like in any thing you can't really look to music to be surely pop strictly positive there's like no genre that's strictly positive i know but what i'm saying is that those those are the only things that we as black americans really have that sort of like unify us the like our only real cultural connectors between me and black people in new york is like music and racism and our music (laughs) is rooted in like being sad that like 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 like, that's what i meant and I, i just want but for example, a person, a, a Caribbean person in New York and a Caribbean person in Florida or here have that like Caribbean heritage and those Caribbean customs and 
and like holidays and like family gatherings and like things that they can like connect and like bridge the gap on. And I just I want us as black Americans to have some things that we collectively can just like uplift and take joy in doing together that doesn't have to do with like any as New Orleanians we we have that through second lines and like Mardi Gras Indians and like doing that mm-hmm. and I guess also in in essence bounce music but I but I just want something that we collectively as a black American people and I think Kwanzaa was like the closest thing that we had to that and I just want something that's mm-hmm. like I mean but I feel like more current than just like 1960 something something for us to be doing as black people to sort of like uplift and bring and collectively come together to do um i feel like if i was to think of things that like commonly connect black people over any like thing it would be like it would be like family gatherings or like reunions like the functions okay i feel like there's like similar kind of like every black family reunion feels like i feel like if i go yeah. to a black family reunion right now i could slide on in right and it would be like similar Sometimes, to what i did yeah okay it'll be like the same kind of music playing the same kind of uncle like we all i feel like when black people sit down like have conversations like we all have like that one uncle that yeah. that's grilling with his sandals on his big hat we all everybody listen to frankie beverly and maze or earth wind and fire and it's like there's people playing dominoes there's people playing cards i feel like fam- like black family reunions are very like okay very positive. I mean, there do be having fights. People have fights. You but I feel like it's very... Don't own me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, like, very have overall. Medea's family reunion. Katie Fury talks about that all the time. <laughs> you don't But even win. watching Medea's, like, even watching Medea's family reunion, like, it was like, oh, okay, that looks familiar to me. Yeah. Like, every black, every black depiction of a family reunion or like a family picnic on black television looks in somewhat relatable. Cause like I can see that it has obviously encompasses a lot of black people. Yeah. Everybody wearing the same kind of shirt. Everybody like, you know, it's like whatever, whatever family reunion. Cause for some reason we gotta get shirts. You know, once I got day people on them. Yeah. But like, there's always like this, I feel like that's something that like definitely unifies us. Yeah. That's not oppression. That's strictly positive. Okay. Is a family reunion. That's it's accurate. That was it. I just we was, need. I haven't been to a family that's reunion why, in a while. That's what. That's what I was. I just want some stuff that we can just just thinking about things. Mm-hmm. And again, there's by probably us, like a lot more that I can't think about right now. And again, she, we only got two hours. She <laughs> mentioned, like you said, Afro punk, but then Afro punk also sometimes I think we as black people have to realize Afro punk was made for like a niche of people, right? And that it's not made for and the, that niche of people, people is very like, I, and this is and this this is part of me being in support of Trevor Noah bringing Tommy Lauren onto the show is because when you See people that, that that you don't fuck with like that and you immediately cut them off. You cut yourself off from like you cut your you cut yourself off from like from from like that circle of people and you forget and don't know that that exists. Mm-hmm. And so when we do that, we are not cutting ourselves off from like regular everyday black people. Mm-hmm. And but, yeah, because Africa the was fact made that, for like, people that were cut off from regular everyday black people when it was. And like that, and like I, I get it was made for a niche of people, but it's become this really big thing that is also f- still made for a certain group of people. Like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. kids in my school, 
that I teach at, I am still relatively foreign to them. Yeah, my family is like some. They're like they're like, oh, what's that thing you went to? And it's always like, oh, Sunday, you're so alternative. Right, and so like it's it's still foreign to them, and they have a disconnect from that, and mm-hmm. so like that's still like a it's like it's a thing that brings people together but it's also still like like a very niche crowd that's still a little Mm -hmm. bit like disconnecting and so i just want antiism auntiness but (laughs) auntiness is the thing that connects all black people right but but (laughs) black aunties mardi gras indian brings everyone together but (laughs) black aunties say all that just to say use this episode and use all the things we talked about as ways for you to excuse me to sort of like Keep your identity on your mind. And by knowing your identity, it helps you to understand other people and, like, talking about know this. Know yourself, know your work. Helps to bring us together and, like, break down all these fucking bullshit-ass walls we got. And if you can't love yourself, how do you expect to love anybody else? Yeah. So we're going to take a music break, and then yeah, we're going to come back and yeah, wrap this show up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see somebody wrote me a letter today.
Can I speak to you? You give me butterflies. Oh, I'm so scared of you. Oh, what you do to me? Oh, you too true to be. You're just a fantasy. You're not reality. Tell me what the deal is, yo. Can I speak to you? Speak to you, give me butterflies. Oh, I'm so scared of you. Oh, what you do to me? See, you too true to be. Oh, you just a fantasy. You're not reality. Likes me. <laughs> somebody, somebody likes me. Timothy, what? Uh, somebody, somebody likes me. Timothy, what? Uh, uh, somebody likes me. Nobody 
We're back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Triliterate. I'm Sunny D. I'm Petty Mayonnaise. And I just want to know why the fuck do people eat potato salad? Who knows? It's so gross. And I just Whose idea was that? Okay. Well, go ahead. I just want to say, now it's time for our weekly obsessions. Ooh, la, la, la. <laughs> started making that noise what's your weekly obsession um i can't remember if i talked about it on the show now but my weekly obsession is um martha and snoop's potluck dinner party you have not i've seen things about that but i kind of hate martha stewart so i just don't watch any of her shit <laughs> oh my god i feel like martha stewart is drunk the entire time because <laughs> she's what drunk d-r-o-n-k yeah <laughs> the entire time she's drunk like, is it cute at least like what do, what do they oh, even it's do hilarious. on that show it's fucking hilarious like what do they even do on that they show they cook shit and oh, like they teach you how to cook things yeah like they don't like go i don't know it's like witty banter martha cooks a dish snoop cooks a dish they have guests come on one for martha one for snoop and martha stewart is snarky as fuck snoop dogg is hilarious and like are they stoned I mean, Snoop Dogg's always high, but <laughs> <laughs> they don't like smoke on the show like over oh, getting stone, but it's just I guess it's called just like potluck because Martha brings a dish and Snoop brings a dish. Snoop brings a dish to like oh. cook. And you know, obviously Snoop Dogg pot. Um, but it's just like it's ve- it is very cute and it's just hilarious. I'm just I just was like Didn't you go to jail? Yeah. It's like who thug. thug like What a thug. She's a real life thug. Like- it's like a who's a true liar, a true, true scam. Martha Stewart <laughs> scamming holes <laughs> with vodka. A with messy bitch who lives for drama. For drama, and mm-hmm. she got caught, stupid ass. But um, it's it's very cute. It's just like hilarious, and it's just like I was watching it, and I was like, I was having a down day this week, and I was just like, this show's amazing. It's like whose idea was it? It's just like. I'm watching like what is going on. I have so many questions, mm-hmm. and Martha is always like giving like some snide comments. Yeah, and it's hilarious because she's very dry. <laughs> even when she's trying to be funny, she's very dry and just makes it even more funny. My uh, weekly obsession is Missy Misdemina Elliot. Ooh, Missy. I'm listening to Missy Elliot all this week. Ooh, that sounds fun. And it's been cute. That sounds fun. Missy is a fun time. I want to meet her. Missy Elliot, if you're listening, you want to come on our show? You mm-hmm. should. Please, thanks. Yes. Can we like do a remix of a song? <laughs> can we just like remake the? Can we remake any of your videos Please. with the CGI, the exact same CGI, not like update 2016. Thank you. But like whatever year it came out, CGI. All right. That's um, what I want. Least trail moment of the week. Um. Fuck. I like. I was like, remember your least. Tra- you go first. Um, my least trail moment of the week is. Uh, Damn. The vest I just bought ripped. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm trying to get my uh, school friend oh, to uh, fix it for me. She's like low-key a seamstress, so I'm Ooh. hoping that she can like fix it for me. I need to brush up on my seamstress skills. I guess my um, least trip moment of the week is the fact that my knee hurts after two weeks. Oh. And I need to go get it looked at before I have to get like knee surgery or some stupid shit. What's your most chill moment of the week? Um, you go first. Um, this cold weather. Mm-hmm. 
That's my emotional moment of the week. Just when I got up and it was cold and I was like, yes, Lord, for the rest of our days. <laughs> like for the rest yes. of the day. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the day. <laughs> Literally 12 o'clock. <laughs> it is freezing for the rest of the, the day. day. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Lord. It's gonna be. We're gonna go outside. It's gonna be hot. Yes, <laughs> like twelve a.m. has come. It's gonna be. That is an hot. iconic gospel song. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yes. Um. What? That is holy, 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 Lord. I don't know that. They one. sing that at Goretti all the time. Oh. And like they say, Hosanna, Hosanna, and they like to keep hitting like octaves I don't know higher. It's great. Um. Shit. I don't know. My most true moment of the week um, was having Petty come spend time with me at the daiquiri shop with my family. Because it was very entertaining. Oh, thank you. Thank we you, just... actually, for allowing me to be part of that. Yeah. It was so cute to see. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cute. And I was like, this is not my space. I'm not going to sit here and take it up. I'm going to stay on the sidelines because, like, <laughs> this is for her and not for me. <laughs> Even though I was okay with him being part of the space. It was so cute. Because I invited him. Thank you. Your um, family is, the light skin army is so cute. <laughs> they're crazy. The whole being full effect. They were in full, like, they were dancing. My cousin moved the dude's, like, saxophone case, which is, like, also his tip jar, out the way so she can Shake get on her on for us and dance. Not right? even, like, on him, just, like, dance. in that area. Yes. <laughs> she moved it out the way, like, because she was like, this is my space. I need I to I appreciate dance. that. She also of, put her leg on top of the pool table. I appreciate that sort of dedication <laughs> to the craft. Calmly, the leg went on top of the pool table, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "Wow, girl!" Complete with the shirts with my mama lost pictures on. Yes, <laughs> it was so cute. And shout out to Stevie, who was like, "Oh my god, yay!" <laughs> Talking about Stevie Elm, Stevie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was she like put a whole bunch of hearts back and like here, Stevie being like. <laughs> <laughs> I love Stevie. Shout She's out to Stevie cute. for being a true magical black girl. Right. Truly like, representative of black up, girls of the origin species. <laughs> when you look it up, Stevie's like exhibit A. <laughs> She's one of the figure one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stevie. Stevana Elm Rogers. Figure one. Figure one. Isn't that her name? Mm-hmm. Shout out. Figure um, two would be my friend Bijou. <laughs> yes. They're in- actually they're interchangeable. And then figure three, Sunny D. Oh, yeah, you're okay, that's enough. Um, Damn, thanks for listening to Thank your literary. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Um, it's been a great episode. We got a special surprise coming next week. Oh my God. You know, some like really big news. You know, we can't talk about it yet because, you know, it's a little exclusive. It's so exclusive. It's cool. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yes, you do. I already told you. Oh. <laughs> Did you? I told you during the break. Oh. Okay. 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 You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. But you were saying extra stuff. I was like, did I miss oh, it? Oh, no. It was just an exclusive. That's it. Exclusive. I'm just exclusive, very buck. Like, I'm so excited. Oh, very excited. Me too. Like, I'm so buck. Um, oh, I didn't. Also, I didn't get to say last week um, that I felt, I guess my most true moment of, like, the week was, like, people that donated to the GoFundMe campaign and, like, people who I know like, some people, like, I don't really know very well donated, and, like, people I do know very well, and people who I know could use that money for something else donated. And I was just, like, just the kindness and generosity. And, like, not even people that donate money, just people that just, like, did stuff for us or, like, called and sent me sent me text messages, called me on the phone, sent me, like, 
like Facebook messages and like all kind of things just to, like check on me and like give me their time and like give me their time and space and give my family their time and space. I just like really appreciated that. And, all like, the love. I was like crying and stuff and <laughs> like some people like by the time like they called me, I'm just like, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally crying, leaving voicemails and I made sure everybody that donated that I knew, I made sure I had to like thank them and like, Aww. because it's like, you didn't have to do that because you don't, like you know me, but you don't know my mom and like yeah. even people that don't know me definitely don't know my grandma. So it's just like, I don't know. It was like very refreshing to see like the generosity of humanity and like mm-hmm. people who are actually caring. And it was like it takes a village, and my village just so happens to be full of amazing ass people. Aww. And I appreciate it. Shout out to all Sunny D's people. Thank you. You included in that. You checked on your. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not, As always. It's not just monetary, baby. It's oh. everything. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I was ended up buying a couch. I mean, a, a <laughs> mattress. And I was just like, oh, Jesus. No, it's fine. But you checked on me. You gave me your love and support. And I appreciate I you for that. Thank you. As always. We loud. We cute. And we black, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> black it in your gums. <laughs> 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 I'm also hungry. <laughs> I'm still recording. I know you are. <laughs>